Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. Starting at verse 7, if they got it up there. I don't know if they got it up there, okay. It says, Then said Jesus unto, uh, unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. How great is that? Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly, my brother. More abundantly means as much as you need. More than you need. It says that your cup will overflow. It doesn't say your cup will top off. If you seek him, he will overflow your cup. I don't know about you, but I want to be drinking out of my saucer 24-7. 365, drinking out of my saucer, brother Pat. Pastor, I want to drink out of my saucer. You ain't trying to drink out of your saucer. You in the, you in the wrong thing, my friend. You, you, you stuck in the mud. Turn over here to, to the same chapter to verse 27 if you got that for me. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you, Father God, for this word. Lord, Father God, thank you for your presence, Lord, Father God. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord, Father God. Father God, I ask you to move me out the way tonight, today, for Father God, to hide me behind the cross this morning, Lord, Father God. I ask that your word go forth to bring forth the job that has been sent to bring forth, Lord, Father God. I ask that the ears are open, the eyes are open, their spirits are open, their hearts are open, that any heart of stone be turned to flesh right now in Jesus' name, Father God. Father God, I ask that your, that your spirit fall down so strong in here is thick, you can't even see through the fog of the Holy Ghost in this building right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, but most of all, Father God, I ask for the anointing of God to bring forth the purpose of this word. And I thank you, Father God, in Jesus Christ's mighty, mighty name. Amen and amen. Y'all may be seated. As I was sitting there, I was thinking, I knew today when Pastor Ash messaged me this morning that I would have to talk about some things I went through that there would be somebody in this building today that would, that would connect with me on some things that I've been through. Most people in this building's heard part of my testimony from here and there. But you're looking at a man who didn't know God's voice. You're looking at a man who was strung out on methamphetamines, strung out on X pills, Alcohol, out, out you can, much as you can think of, every day drinking alcohol. I'm talking about at least a gallon of vodka a week. You're looking at a man that smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and was going down the wrong path. See, what really got me about this scripture, it says that it says all that came ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. See, before you came to God, you was not his sheep. My brother was preaching tonight, he was preaching about the scripture where it says he separates the sheep from the goat. He was preaching that you, you, want, you want to be a sheep, not a goat. Before I came to God, I was not his sheep. It took a woman of God and another woman of God getting on their knees and praying the grace of God and the blood of God over my life. 
for God to decide that I don't want him to be a goat anymore. I want him to be a sheep. So somewhere along the line, I started hearing a voice that I had never heard before. So as I'm out there running around, wilding out, riding that Harley, getting doped out, I then left my wife. I then left my wife. For 15 months, I'm out there. I want a divorce, but I can't, I, can't, I can't seem to get it because I don't want to pay child support. So I'm in the middle of a divorce. But I think my wife is going to drop this all on me at, one moment, at any moment because we had no contact. And here comes, all of a sudden, I get witnessed to by a guy that I used to get high with. I'm not going to go into deep detail on my testimony, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm high. I'm geeked up. I'm on the back of a motorcycle. I pull up on somebody that I get high with. And they tell me about this man named Jesus. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Here I pull up on a man that I was supposed to go and get high with and, and ruin my life even more with. And I pull up at his doorstep and he tells me about a man named Jesus. I've come today to talk to you about a man named Jesus that rode and died on a cross that took the stripes on his back for you, that took the nails through his hands for you. I've come to talk to you today about a man named Jesus that sat three days in a grave and rose from the dead. This man witnessed to me and something hit me. It was the anointing of the Lord thy God that hit me. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Something that man said to me, it went into my spirit and it severed some ties that was holding me back. It sent me on a two-week run. I ran from God. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I ran from God. I was like Adam in the garden. Adam and Eve's in the garden. Think about it. Eve eats the apple. Gives it to Adam. Adam eats the apple. Adam knows God's voice. Here I am, a man that has a grandpa that's a pastor, an uncle that's a pastor, but I'm running from God. And here I hear a voice. <laughs> I ain't heard since I was a kid. Huh? Since I was a little bitty baby. And I didn't understand it, so I ran like Adam. I ate the fruit. God told me somebody in this building right now has ate some fruit. You're hiding from God right now. You're hiding in the bushes somewhere. See, Adam went and he hid in the bushes because he knew he had messed up. I knew I had messed up, so I ran, I ran, and I ran. For two weeks I ran, but I knew I needed to get to the church house. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew you needed to get to God? You knew you needed to get to the feet of Jesus? You knew you needed to change your life? You knew you needed to turn around, but for some reason, you can't seem to get there. For some reason, you're going the wrong direction. For some reason, you're hiding from the very thing that's going to change your life. That's where I was at. And I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to get clean from the methamphetamines, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm sitting there. Well, I done got off the meth, but I'm still popping pills, and I'm still smoking weed. I finally get off the pills, and, I'm, and, I'm, and my motorcycle breaks down. Oh, ain't God funny. Here I am. I'm running down to Florida on the back of a Harley trying to get me some more weed, trying to get some legal marijuana. I'm going to tell you right now, this thing ain't nothing but of the devil. It says that everything before him was thieves and robbers. It says the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. 
It's time that the body of Christ, that the Christians, the children of God stand up and they say, Devil, I'm going to give you all the credit you deserve. Yes, you're stealing my life. Yes, you're trying to take me out. Yes, you're destroying my life. Yes, you're taking my family from me. But I know a man named Jesus that will give me everything back. I know a man named Jesus that said he'll give me life and life more abundantly. I could have easily sat there and said, God, why did you do this to me? They don't like this type of preaching, Brother Pat, when you tell them the truth. Too many times Christian folks sit in pews and they sit in the chair and they go to church and they sit down on God and they sit there and they say, God, where you been at? Where's my help? My marriage is falling apart. Where you at, God? I got health issues. Where you at, God? I can't seem to shake the cigarettes. Where you at, God? I can't seem to put the alcohol down. Where you at, God? He said, my sheep hear my voice. I looked around here earlier when Brother Pat stood up and he said, come down to this altar. He said, God's calling you down to this altar. And I looked and I seen people at this altar. But the ones that didn't come to the altar, I said, are you his sheep? Today, ask yourself, are you his sheep? Because my sheep hear my voice. And the Bible says, build an altar unto the Lord. You want, you want your marriage put back together, you come down here to this altar. You want your healing in your body, you come down here to this altar. Here I was, I was running. I'm sitting there on a the couch. I don't know if there's any ex-drug addicts in the house, but if there's any ex-drug addicts in the house that's been saved, it's been sanctified, it's been set clean, you know what I'm about to talk about. I was sitting on a couch. I was shaking on a couch. I was fiending for more dope. I didn't have anywhere else to go. My motorcycles broke down. I can't get where I want to get. I can't get no more dope. I'm trying to get clean, and I'm sitting on a couch. My daddy didn't have nothing to do with me. My daddy was hard on me, so I don't know if I want God the Father. My daddy beat on me and everything. Here I am, over a year, I ain't talked to my daddy. But can't God use them? I'm sitting there on that couch. I'm at my breaking point. This is what God told me a while back. He said, your breaking point is your breakthrough point. If you take a stick and you bend that stick around and you keep bending it, and when it snaps, you stop, it's a breaking point. But if you go on, keep on bending that thing all around, you keep putting the pressure to it, you better keep applying the pressure to your prayer life because your breaking point will become your breakthrough point. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Are you hearing the voice of God today? He said, just listen. He's speaking. You heard about the prophet in the, in the, in the cave? The prophet in the cave, he thought God was going to speak through the, through the winds. He thought God was going to speak through the storms. He thought God was going to speak through all this stuff. But God's smoking a small, still voice. Here I am on a couch. And God's not going to speak the way you want him to speak. The last person I wanted to see was my daddy pull up in my driveway. I'm on this couch. This is the breaking point, guys. I'm shaking. I've been, I'm like two days clean. That third day is the roughest. I'm like this. I'm shaking. And I knew if I woke up that morning, I was going to get a sack. I needed something to change. I needed a change in my life. This whole time, my wife had been standing for me. My mom had been standing for me, praying for me. Calling me, telling me, you will preach the gospel. You will declare the word of God. You've been called to declare the word of God. 
I said, you're crazy. I'm not going to do it. You're looking at a man that was running from God, like Adam hiding in the garden. And here come my daddy. Sack of food and a job. I went on back on to, to work the next, I think it was the next day. Might have been a day. I might have waited a day. I had to think about it. But I could have easily got in my feelings and got angry like we usually do and, de- and deny the help that God sent because this can't be from God. This can't be some help that I want because this is the man that hasn't talked to me in over a year. This is somebody that I don't trust right now. I could have easily turned my back on him. But I said, okay, I'll take the job. I'll take the food because I was looking for a better life. I was, lo- I was searching. Somebody in this house right now, you're searching. The reason you didn't get out of your seat and come to this altar because you're still searching. And you don't know if this is the answer. And I've been sitting here by God to tell you today that this is the only answer. He said he is the way, the truth, and the life. If you do not live this life, you're not living the way. If you do not live this life, you're not living by the truth. If you do not follow Jesus, you have no life. I was dead in my sin. I was dead to the world. I ended up over at my wife's house somehow. I go to my daddy's house. It's like two acres through the woods to her house. And I said, my, wife, my mama texted me and said, you want breakfast? I'm working. I said, no, I'm not hungry. Then something hit me. Text your wife. Text my wife, what you cooking? I go home. I never left. Three days later, I was on my knees in a church house giving my life to God. Oh, yeah, it's real. You're talking about somebody that got delivered from at least 10 different addictions. You're talking about somebody that was addicted to every pill you can think of, methamphetamines, cocaine, weed, spice, alcohol, cigarettes, fornication, adultery, pornography, you name it. It's a process. You can take that process and throw it out the window. It ain't no process, my brother. God delivered me on the spot. God will deliver you on the spot. It ain't no process. There ain't no process in this. You're trying to lukewarm and you're trying to dilute the blood of Jesus when you say it's a process. But my my word says the blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything you know of. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross that those who believe shall not perish the truth of the gospel needs to be spoke it's time to preach the truth of the gospel you don't want to perish and go to hell you better get on your knees and give it to Christ you tired of your drug addiction you better get on your knees and give it to Christ you tired of alcohol it's right there it's right there where you sit it's right there but it's right there where you sit too Because it starts right here. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. I've tried to give my life to Jesus before in 2014, but I wasn't serious about it. Too many times we sit in a church house, we say we're following Christ. We're believers in Christ. We follow Jesus, but we're sitting in a church house. You may be here for five months, but where are you at for the rest of the next next two or three years? I sat there for months. My uncle's the pastor of the church. My family is my family's church. I walk in a church house, you're talking about a man of God, a man, I mean, a man of God now, but a man that was not a father to his kids walks in a church house in 2014 with a premature daughter that's in a hospital. 
that has health issues. And the man stands up behind the pulpit and preaches a sermon and says, what was the name of that sermon? Are you a real man? I come to ask some daddies tonight, today, are you a real man? Where are you leading your family to? My sheep hear my voice. It's time to give the devil the credit he's due. He's the one destroying your life right now. The reason you can't get along with your parents is because the devil is coming between you. The reason you can't lay down the addictions is because the devil is coming between you. Oh, I'm going to tell the truth in here today because I know a man named Jesus that gave it all up. I know a father that gave his son up so you may be set free. My Bible says I've been anointed to set the captives free. I've come here today to set some captives free. It's time to let go of what you're going through. It's time to let go of your sin. It's time to lay it down at the altar. It's time to give your life to Christ today. Like my brother said, what happens if you die tonight in your sleep? Where will you be when you wake up? The Bible says we live from dust to dust. Adam's in the garden. He was built from dust. He's hiding in a bush. He's hiding in a bush. He's hiding in a bush. But my sheep hear my voice. And Adam knew the voice of God. And here come the Lord thy God. The great I am. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. The, what, what is, what was, and what is to come. Here comes the father of creation. Stepping down through the garden. He's like, Adam, where art thou? Adam, where art thou? Adam, where art thou? He knew where Adam was the whole time. God knows exactly where you're at right now. He knows where your heart is at. He knows where your mind is at. He knows where your feelings are at. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're doing behind closed doors. You can sit in that, you can sit in that chair all day and warm it up all you want, but I'm here to tell you right now that it ain't going to get you nowhere. God knows exactly why you won't stand up out of that chair. Oh, my legs hurt. Well, my God's a healer. I've been dealing with some sin in my life, and I don't know how to deal with it. Well, my God's a deliverer. My life's in the gutter. I don't know what to do. Well, my God died on a cross. So you don't have to know what to do. God told me, be the one that follows the one. Be the one that follows the one. Are you his sheep today? Are you his sheep today? I want to read a scripture to you. People sitting in chairs. I'm tired of people sitting in churches and sitting in church pews and in the church house in bondage. Sitting there in bondage when we have the power of the Holy Spirit to loose you from your bondage. The Bible says I've been sent to set the captives free. You've been anointed to lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils, to tread on the heads of serpents. You've been anointed to run the demonic spirits off your life. Oh, I don't know about these demonic spirit things, Brother Pat. Well, my Bible says they're real. I don't know what Bible you're reading. You better get you a King James Version. They done took that out of your Bible. Y'all pull this scripture up for me. Turn to Isaiah 52. In Isaiah 52, verse 2, it says, Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And when I read that, I just thought about the prodigal son. 
There's the prodigal son. I was a prodigal son. You may be a prodigal sitting in here today. You may have ran away from your father's house. I'm not talking about your fleshly father. I'm talking about the father of fathers. I'm talking about the king of kings. I'm talking about the Lord of lords. I'm talking about the one who created you that knew you before you was in your mother's womb. You ran away from your father's love. You ran away from your father's grace. The prodigal ran away. I was that guy. I ran, sister. I wasn't serious about it in 2014. I just wanted the image of being a Christian. Too many times we just want the image of being a Christian. We want the title of being a Christian. If I got the title of a Christian, I'll go to heaven. Well, I'm here to tell you, no, you won't. The Bible says if you lukewarm, I'll spit you out. You'll be sitting in that chair, and half the church will be in heaven, and you'll be sitting here in the tribulation. I was a lukewarm Christian. I wasn't real about it, and guess what? The devil got me back. I was still in bondage. When you're going in the church house, Pastor, and when you ain't worried about what the pastor's preaching or the man of God's preaching, you're more worried about getting out there to your new Mustang or your sports car in the parking lot. You're more worried about getting out there and lighting up that cigarette you've been thinking about. You're thinking about lunch right now because it's 12 o'clock. Well, I've come to tell you right now that we don't put God on a time limit. You can't put the Holy Ghost on the time limit. My father is the father of fathers. My father created time. How are you going to tell the man that created time when I can stop and when he can stop and when he can't? We try to put the Holy Ghost on a program, Brother Pat. It's time to turn him loose. God told me man's put their fingerprint on the body of Christ too much. Man's put their fingerprint on the word of God too much. Your carnal mind won't get you into heaven. I was a prodigal, sister. I was laid down there. You know what I'm talking about. You got one. A prodigal, shake shake thyself from the dust. That prodigal was down there in that pig pen. He was laying down there in that pig pen, eating corn on the cob, and it wasn't the good corn on the cob either, Pastor. I was down there in that pig pen with that mud all over my face. Was he really in a pig pen? No, I was in a spiritual pig pen. The demons was eating me alive. I was being torn apart by the devil. It said he came to steal, kill, and destroy. He was stealing my marriage. He was stealing my joy. He was stealing my peace. He was trying to kill me every chance he got. But what he didn't know, sister, is there was a woman of God and a woman of God that was applying the blood of Jesus to my life, that was applying the grace of Jesus to my life. You've had a lot of chances. You've had a lot of chances to get it right. How do you know you don't walk out this building and get in a car wreck and die and go to hell? I've come to tell you the truth today. You know why? Because you know what I've been called to do? I've been called to give you everything you need to get to heaven. I've been called to tell you the truth so you can go to heaven. If I come in here and I tell you it's all okay, just sit in your seat and you go to hell, that's on me. When the pastor gets up and preaches a hard word, you take heed to the word of God. God's giving you a warning. He's trying to tell you that you got a better life waiting on you. He's trying to tell you I'll give you life and life more abundantly. He's trying to tell you the devil is stealing your joy. Get in your car on the way home and cuss your wife out. Get in your car on your way home and slap your kid upside the head. Let's be real. You want God to slap you upside the head? I don't know who that's for, but you better take that. You better write that down and put it in your pocketbook. 
It says, shake thyself from the dust. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, you was built from dust. You was made from dust. The dust is your flesh. God told me to come here and tell you to shake thyself from the flesh. It's time to shake your flesh loose and walk in the spirit. The bondage that's been holding you back. The thing that's been holding you down. That easy gone. I don't, I don't think so, Brother Cito. I, I prayed and I got on my knees and I prayed and it just didn't go. Where you, was you at? I was in my prayer closet. Okay. But God told you in the church house to step out in front of everybody else because he wants to see how committed you are to laying it down. But you're too scared to step out. But God doesn't give me a spirit of fear. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. The devil is the one telling you to sit in that chair and not get up and give your life to Christ. The devil is the one telling you not to lay down the pornography. The devil is the one telling you not to lay down the cigarettes. The devil is the one telling you to divorce your loved one. We don't give him that credit, though. Too many times I hear Christian folks say, or people that ain't even say, why would I want to serve God? He caused me all kind of pain, brother. Brother, you're a perfect example of a person who perseveres through. All the stuff you've been through, and you're still standing in this church house giving it to God. And these people out here crying about their stubbed toes. These people out here crying about their little bitty problems. And you're sitting there giving it all to God, and you say, I trust my Lord, because my Bible says he's a healer. God told me last night, you got to start remembering he is who he says he is. He is the great I am. He is the alpha, the omega. He is the good shepherd. Are you his sheep today? Mm -mm. Worship team, y'all come on. I'll be up here preaching all day. and I know y'all hungry. As I think about this. Loose thyself from, that, from the dust, the flesh. The flesh is what's pulling you down. You can't cast flesh out. Even Apostle Paul said that. You got to beat himself. You got to beat his flesh into submission. You know how you beat your flesh into submission? You know how you beat that bondage your own? In the presence of the Lord as much as possible. I got baptized with 40 folks. There ain't but about five or six of us still standing. Because there weren't but about five or six of us that was dedicated to getting into the presence of the Lord. Almost every one of them makes drug addicts. If God can save me and he can save Brother Pat and he can, he can save Mallory, he can save Pastor, he can save this man, he can heal this man from cancer. I got a cousin right now, she, she's at work, she wants she to make it this morning. She had uh, lupus, my sister's son had. Just recently, God cleaned her out and healed her. Because he said, my sheep hear my voice. Loose thyself from the dust. God told me to come here to tell you today, loose yourself from the dust and get up. Arise up out of your situation. They rose Jesus up and put him on a cross, my brother, and then they laid him in a grave. But Jesus rose up out of that grave. Lazarus was over there laying in a tomb dead. Bondages all around him. That's the representation of somebody's situation right now. You're Lazarus in a tomb. Your spiritual life is dead. Your prayer life is dead. Your, your worship is dead. Your, 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 your walk is dead. Your situation is dead with bondages all around it. But all it took was Jesus to go down there to that tomb. 
and say, Lazarus, come forth. Today, today, this morning is your opportunity.